Are you looking for a new podcast by a black, brown, or QT pot creator? Are you finding it impossible to find your people? It's all good. We got you with The Cube, the one and only curated app of music and podcasts by black, brown, and QT pot creatives. Get into it. Visit thecube.app. That's T H E Q U B E.app and sign up for our newsletter so you'll be the first one to know when the app drops. The Cube, your new favorite podcasting app for BIPOC and QTPOC content. There's no place like The Cube. Family. Black people in the South make up 38% of the population, but 52% of all new HIV infections. What began on the West Coast in 1981 has now found its epicenter in the Bible Belt. So why aren't we talking about it? This is Black HIV in the South. How did we get here? So when I talk about HIV in the context of the South, whenever I present, I always start with this map from 1908. And back in 1908, the NAACP hired cartographers, map makers, to show us the rates of lynching in every state in the country. So it's a really remarkable map. It goes from lightest to darkest, and the darker states have the highest rates of lynching, you know, that century leading up to 1908. And if you layer that map with the HIV map, as far as rates of HIV, it's the same map. So it's like, we can't have these conversations about why HIV in the South, why is it so bad? Until we talk about systemic racism, until we talk about the fact that this was the plan from the beginning. In the beginning, no one knew how you could contract it. No one knew how quickly it would spread. No one knew it would devastate an entire generation. The fear was paralyzing. And the silence coming from the White House was deafening and deadly. When our folks checked into the hospital, people of color and some whites they were shunned. They went into these big hospitals, but when it came down to care, white nurses, black nurses, a lot of doctors that didn't have specialties in infectious diseases would not care for them. Orderlies would walk away. That's what they were called back in that day. Orderlies would not go into rooms. They would push food in trays outside of their rooms and would, or they would push it far enough that they thought that the sick person can grab it or have, have it gravitated to them. And so folks are getting trumped on charges because of their HIV status or because of a disease. And these laws really came about back in the 80s when the Ryan White funds became available from uh, Congress. And the way that they wanted to make sure that states would get it was that they had to have a law on the books that if someone transmitted HIV to someone else, then they would be penalized for that or incarcerated. And so states came up with these really crazy laws in order to get funding. Today, 40 plus years later, HIV doesn't have the same hold it once did due to tireless advocacy, funding, and science. People aren't dying at alarming rates, but the South is still in the midst of an ever-present epidemic. It's a preventable disease that doesn't have a cure, but it does have solutions. We know where they are. We know where they congregate. We know, you know, where they, they, they you know, utilize their self-expression. Why are we not utilizing those same platforms to reach them? You know, there were agencies that said, well, we can't reach men who have sex with men, but you took a, a grant to reach them, but then you didn't reach it because you don't want to go where they are. And, and so a lot of this is grassroots outreach. We know that 
Our work is only possible because we work in partnership with organizations led by people living with HIV who are making a lot of noise in Southern states. And so our role is really to support them, um, hopefully to be a watchdog where we can and to bring programming that is that is inclusive, that is affirming, and that is relevant to what they're really dealing with in their communities. And I think that's why this partnership works so well because we know the South, we know it, and we know what people are are dealing with and we respect where people are and try to create these opportunities to amplify the work that's happening in these Southern communities. That's how partnerships should work. I'm Anna Deshawn, your favorite queer radio personality. And I want you to join me on my journey to delve into the history, economics, and culture of HIV AIDS in the black community. Through interviews and personal stories, my co-host Dwayne Kramer and I will explore the shame, the stigma, and the solutions. Well, you know, it's not just an epidemic. I mean, let's call it what it is. It is a crisis. People need to understand that it is a crisis in the South with HIV and AIDS for black and brown folks. We have to save ourselves. We've got to be those change agents. So we've got to engage all of our people in any way possible to bring awareness around HIV, to bring an end to the epidemic. Black HIV in the South is an exclusive production of The Cube. The show is produced by Latrice Sampson Richards and edited by Burden Mac Creative Studio. Follow us on social at The Cube app and check out The Cube to discover the best BIPOC and QTPOC podcasts.